Age 12 is a turning point in the Mormon church. For me, on that portentous birthday, the heavens opened. The angels sang. Because the following Sunday, I would enter the young women's program and would never again have to sit with the little kids in primary, be made to sing embarrassing, babyish songs, and be talked to as if I couldn't already read at a ninth grade level. I'd been indignant about primary the entire year prior about still being categorized as a child by the hierarchies of my church. I was five foot eight and still growing, if only because my parents ignored their doctor's dead serious suggestion to give me growth-stunting drugs at age two. I wore a bra, if only for training, so I was more than ready to become a beehive, the designation for every 12- and 13-year-old Mormon girl. My first Sunday in beehives, I sat in the small semicircle of folding chairs, feeling fancy in a sea-green Laura Ashley dress, and my first pair of heels, mauve leather pumps with clip-on bows, a feature that sealed the deal before I even tried them on and practiced walking the plush, carpeted runway in brass plum shoes. I wore those heels with pride, though they made me even taller than my father. I wore lip gloss and mascara, too, for the first time that Sunday. But perhaps the most obvious marker of my status as a young woman was our Sunday school lesson that week, the first of many to come regarding the law of chastity. Sister Jepson, our teacher, stood confidently in a small classroom adjacent to the chapel. She was pale-skinned and dark-haired, thinner and younger than our mother's. All seven of us beehives wanted to grow up to look exactly like her. She had six children, which was hard to believe given her figure. The first was born when Sister Jepson was 19, only seven years older than I am now, I remember thinking. Today is the day you should decide, she said, looking each of us straight in the eye. Make up your minds right now how far you'll let boys go. Then, when the moment comes, you'll never be unsure of what to do. We watched, rapt, as she turned to the chalkboard and drew a line graph labeling from left to right, kissing, necking, necking and petting, heavy petting, and intercourse, nouns that seemed old-fashioned and embarrassing. Then she abruptly changed the subject, or so it seemed. She told us how much her husband loves her hair. He'd die if she cut it, he always says, and we agreed. It was magnificent the kind of hair we'd soon be spending all our babysitting money trying to replicate via perming, diffusing, backcombing, and spraying until Aquanet seared our lungs like mustard gas. Sister Jepson segued into the special bond a physical relationship creates. She assured us there is no more wonderful expression of love between a husband and wife. Some people think it's okay to have sex before marriage, as long as you love the person, she said. But what's wrong with that line of thinking? Mindy Harris, a girl wildly obsessed with Duran Duran's pompadour drummer Roger, was the first to speak up. What if you fall in love with lots of people before you get married? Exactly, said Sister Jepson. She asked Mindy to read from a recent issue of The Ensign, the church's monthly magazine, which includes reprints of talks from General Conference where twice per year the living prophet and his twelve apostles speak to the membership worldwide. The prophet Alma in the Book of Mormon says, Bridle your passions that ye may be filled with love, Mindy read.
bridling increases strength, increases power, increases love. A horse is stronger than a man, so the man bridles it, thus controlling its power. Passions are stronger than we are, so we bridle them, thus controlling their power and using that power to strengthen a marriage and forge it into eternity. Sister Jepson thanked Mindy for reading, and in another unexpected turn, asked us to raise our hands if we loved mashed potatoes. Our arms shot up. Our mouths began to water in a collective Pavlovian response triggered by fantasies of Sunday dinner. We envisioned the ham, pot roast, or spaghetti that would appear steaming from our kitchens after this, the third and final hour of church. Sister Jepson combed her fingers through her curls until she caught several loose...